0: The windows of heaven are opening up. We read from Malachi, we've been preaching on the windows of heaven. The windows of heaven are truly opening up. There came a time when there was a man named Daniel. Daniel was a prophet. The story of the Babylonian captivity is one of the most interesting narratives in scripture. The people of God, the people of God were taken into captivity because of their disobedience. Disobedience leads to captivity, period. Not a question mark. When you sway away from God's word, captivity is inevitable. That's what happens, your dream, your destiny, your future is held captive when you sway away from God's word. And the people of God were held captive. Babylon, which is modern day Iraq, the Babylonians came in and they took over and man, they brought down Jerusalem, ooh, the temple. They took the Jewish people, amongst them was this young man named Daniel as captives, hostage, they took them hostage. One of the saddest stories in all of scripture. They're they're coming out, I wish I could show you a map. There's Judah, which is Israel, then there's Iraq over here. So they literally are marching millions of people up to Iraq, to Babylon, I'm using old Babylon. They're marching up. The Bible says that they, they were allowed to, it wasn't like they were chained up one with another, they were allowed to bring their stuff, their pottery, their food, Because the Babylonians saw the way they worshiped and they liked it. So they actually told them, bring up your instruments to Babylon. So when you worship our gods, you will worship the way you worship your God. So they liked their praise and their worship. The Bible says they were coming up. And all of a sudden when they were coming up, this is what the Bible says. They began to hang up their harps and said, I'm hanging up my praise. I'm gonna hang up my praise Because there's no way, quote the psalmist, there's no way that I can praise you in captivity. So they would hang up their harps on the willow tree. They would just hang them up. They would hang them up. They left their praise instruments behind because they were going into captivity. I'm here to tell you, I don't know what you're going through. Never hang your harp on the willow tree. Never, ever, ever hang your harp on the willow tree. Take your praise with you. I said, take your praise with you. Take your worship with you. Wherever life leads you, take your praise. Never hang your harp on the willow tree. So one of these individuals was a young man named Daniel. And Daniel ends up in Babylon. And now they're all captive. They're hostage to the Babylonian empire. In there, there comes a moment where this man begins to acquire favor. Let me give you the verse that has to do with the open window. Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. When Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room. That is synonymous with upper room. With its window open, not closed, towards Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he has always done, giving thanks to his God, Daniel 6.10. Now, I I want to put this in perspective. The, The window, by the way, is for people who have favor even in the midst of Babylonian captivity. And, and let me explain what this means. He, Daniel gets there as a captive, yet his trustworthiness, his faithfulness, the Bible says, his character was at such degree that the king looked at him and said this. Watch this. The king said, I'm going to place you to rule over my high officers. Put this in perspective. Daniel is a slave. The way that Daniel walks and the way that he behaves, his integrity and his character, his anointing was to such degree that it prompted the king of the Babylonian empire to say, I want you to have authority over all of my officers. Over everyone who works for me. In the matter of fact, the Bible says that the king said, By the way, you're gonna look after my personal interests. I'm gonna trust you with my checking account, my saving account, my Facebook password, my Twitter account, my Instagram, my Maserati, and my portion the garage. My Land Rover can't touch it, everything else you can But every you're gonna be able to do all of that because I trust you. Matter of fact, the Bible says he placed them over. The wording in Hebrew is he placed them over. You're not getting this. This guy is supposed to be a slave. He's supposed to be a slave, and yet the king placed him over the very things that are supposed to enslave him. God, the window is for those that understand that God will favor you to such a degree that you will rule over the very things that are supposed to, let me say this. Whatever ruled over you in 2018, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, whatever used to rule over you, put a smile on your face. You're not who you used to be, baby. You carry favor, you carry anointing, you carry the grace of Jesus. Therefore, you will rule over the very things that are meant to rule over you. You have authority. When you're a child of God, you have authority. You have authority to rule over the very things that are supposed to be ruling over you. Because even in Babylon, you are favored. Even in Babylon, the, the faith, who you are is greater than where you are. Let me say that one more time. Who you are is greater than where you are. Let me say that one more time to the devil get to migraine in your life. Who you are is greater than where you are. You may be going through hell. You may be right now in the midst of a hell, but you're still a child of the living God. You're still the righteousness of God. You're still the apple of God's eye. I dare you to lift up your hands and say, who I am is greater than where I am. Now, speaking to your circumstance, say, who I am is greater than where I am. Your location does not quench your revelation. Are you with me right now? Let me your destiny will always be greater than your drama. Your purpose will always be greater than your problem. You want God to speak to your problem when God wants to activate your purpose. You want God to fix your drama when God is in the business of communicating with your destiny. So God will bypass your drama, speak to your destiny, and tell your destiny to get up in the face of your drama. He He will tell your purpose to laugh at your problem. Are you with me right now? I'm preaching to somebody right about now because who you are is greater than where you are. That boy had purpose. He had destiny. But he was in Babylon. It doesn't matter where you are. You are who you are, who you are, who you are. Who you are in Jesus defines you. Who you are in Christ defines you. When you're full of Jesus, nothing can stop you. But he's in Babylon, Pastor Sam, but I'm going through a divorce. The divorce cannot stop your destiny. Pastor Sam, but I got a bad medical report. Your medical report cannot at all silence God's report for your life and your destiny. Are you with me right now? So, it's... so he has favor. Uh, Your location, your vertical identity trumps your horizontal reality. Your vertical identity trumps your horizontal reality. Ooh, even in, can you please really quick just look at the neighbor you like the most, the other one, ignore him. Just, Just the one you like the most and tell him, even in Babylon, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Even in Babylon, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Even in Babylon, if God before us, who can be against us? Even in Babylon, the devil is underneath my feet. Even in Babylon, the gates of hell will not prevail against me. Even in Babylon, if God before me, who can be? Even in Babylon, the Lord is my shepherd and I, shall not want so here yeah, this is ah oh boy it, so they, he has all this authority Our authority so favor of putting you in charge of the things that're supposed to be in charge over you ain't that a trick so as usual when god favors you haters going to Read it, Daniel 6. So the haters showed up. They didn't like that Daniel had favor. So they showed up and they, oh, we, we can't we can't permit this. So they went over to the king. Said, King, we think you should make a law. A law. Yeah. What, what do you want me to? Here's the law. Anyone who prays to any other God. Or any human. Matter of fact, king, let's do this. Anyone who prays to anyone other than you should be placed in a lion's den. You think that's a... Do it. So the king signed the law. That was intentionally created because they knew Daniel's reputation. That Daniel liked to pray. Uh Uh-huh. So all of a sudden, and they knew he liked to pray because Daniel, Daniel chapter six, verse 10. I'm not making this up. This is like, I'm not even contextualizing it. I'm giving it to you literally. Daniel was so favored, he had a penthouse. Straight up. his His penthouse was in the upper, he had the top floor of the top building. And then Daniel seems not to have been one of those introverted prayer people. He may have been, today he would have been a new member a New Season because, because he's a little bit loud. Because they heard him praying through his open window. So because he prayed, they came after him. So so, so they all of a sudden, they made the law. They announced it. CNN came out, Anderson Cooper announced it. There's a new law in the land. Yes, the king, the king has declared this law. And here's what he's saying. Anyone who prays to any other God or anyone for that matter other than the king, King Darius, will die. It will become the main course of the lion's meal. So this is what Daniel did when he heard. The Bible says when he heard about the law, This is what he did. He met, this is Daniel. Daniel's a trip. This is what he did. This is what he did. He said, and he, when he heard, when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he learned. So he found out, oh, you're telling me I can't pray. You're telling me I can't pray to the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. You're telling me I can't pray to the God of Moses. You're telling me I can't pray to the God that took us out of Egypt and brought us into the... Pra- you're telling me I can't pray to that God. Is that what you're saying? So Daniel did this. because that's what you do in the face of adversity. That's what you do when hell says no. That's what you do when life says no. You don't shrivel up in a little ball and start muh, 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 and then look what they're doing to me. No, you open up your window. You start shouting out the name of Jesus. You start declaring the promises of God. You start saying, oh, all the promises of God are yes and amen whatsoever you ask in my name that I shall do for the Father to be glorified in the Son. Then you start praying, by the way, And I don't mean this for this church, but we have too many Christians behind closed windows. Not in this house, but we have too many. And that's not the way it works. You see, because it's easy to do things behind closed windows. It's easy if you're behind the window, window. Because some people like to be seen but not heard. Because some people care more about style than about substance. Because you can fake off by the way you look, but the moment you open up your mouth, you reveal who you really are. Am I preaching to five people right now? I'm tired of seeing people behind the window, and I'm tired of seeing people that just want to be seen. It's not about you being seen. It's about you being heard. Because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, speaketh. Because the moment you can, there's somebody in church, a young lady says, I like, there's a young guy I saw at New Season 12 o'clock. He's handsome, 24 years old. I'm a millennial. I'm young. I'm single. I, I like him. Three services in a row. Amazing. The guy looks nice. GQ Esquire. He's nice. I mean, he looks amazing, right? They go out to the front. Be the handsome. 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 This guy's handsome. The girl goes out with him to Starbucks, sits down. The first conversation, the moment that guy opens up his mouth, he reveals who he really is. But 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 he looks great he smells great he walks great but the moment his mouth opens up he reveals who he really is it's not about the style it's about the substance it's not about the look it's about the life it's not a we got It's time to open up your window. It's time to open up your window. I want you to hear me, it's time. You've been, even as a believer, you can live, living, you can't live a life. You can't live a life behind a closed window an open window is synonymous with a portal with an opening, with access there's interaction, there's transparency and authenticity you're real, people can see what's on the other side, are you with me right now I'm here to prophesy to you and declare biblically speaking that your days of closed window right now have come to an end right here, right now by the way, it it could also be that not only that you shut your window it could be that somebody closed their window on you, somebody shut their window in your face of your destiny, somebody came along and messed you up so bad that your heart got so broken that you don't trust there's no trust and no love because you've been so betrayed so many times so every time you opened up the window somebody came and I'm telling you today is the day your window is open in the name of Jesus I am believing that right now the window of your destiny and your soul and your dream is open in order for the access of God's grace, gift, and glory will be manifest. But listen carefully. I'm going to preach now. I was just faking it before. Let, let, me, let, let, let me get to the point here. Full disclosure, full disclosure, the Bible doesn't say people saw Daniel praying. Matter of fact, I could prove to you through scripture they didn't see him praying. They heard him. How do I know that? Because Daniel six says he opened up his window and he he knelt down. See, it's not about it's not about what they see; it's about what they hear. It's about kneeling down, kneeling down. By the way, this is not just any posture. This kneeling down thing—he knelt down. He could have prayed standing up, but he didn't. He knelt. And by the way, he, there was a law, right, that was written against him. There was a law. What did he do? He prayed. So I put something, before you post, pray. If people would pray before they post on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, we would do away with 95% of social media drama. Because sometimes we post out of angst or, or emotion or exuberance or this or that. We need to pray before we post. Are you with me right now? He has got to pray for you. So he did this. He did this. This posture is crazy. The psalmist says, kneel down before the Lord our God, our maker. So it's a prophetic posture. It is a worship posture. But I want you to look at this. Look, when you kneel down, you're acknowledging the sovereignty, the dominion of almighty God. You're saying, you're bigger than me. You're, I'm, you're there and I'm here. But not only that, what did God make man out of? When you kneel down, you're closer to your point of origin. Talking about humility, you're saying, I'm just dirt that you made something. I came here with nothing. That's what you're saying. Lord, I'm Nothing. Without you, I am nothing. The moment you think that you are something without God, boy, are you, I mean, this is it. When you kneel down, you're saying, I am absolutely nothing without you, but I am everything with you, in you, and through you. Kneeling down is powerful. Let me tell you one of the greatest verses, Philippians chapter two, put that up there real quick. Philippians chapter two, watch this. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence everything and everyone. Now, I don't know if you understand this. One day, the Bible says, everything and everyone will one day submit to his name. Watch this, in the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, in the demonic realm. <laughs> nope, you missed it. CNN, Fox, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS, Univision, Telemundo. <laughs> They are all going to cover the moment with every single knee. And I mean every knee. I don't know if you're hearing this. Every single knee. Everything will bow. Every man who ever lived will bow. Every dictator will bow. Every politician will bow. I love this. Republicans and Democrats will bow. Independents will bow. Football players will bow. The Hollywood stars will bow. Everybody's going to bow. Not only that, cancer is going to bow. Heart disease is going to bow. Alcoholism is going to bow. Child abuse is going to bow. Are you with me right now? Every knee shall bow. Every devil, every demon, every legion, every principality will bow and declare Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Somebody give God a shout if you believe that he is worthy. Lift up your hands he opened up his window and yet he knelt not to be seen but to be heard to shift the atmosphere I'm not going to live a life with closed windows I'm not going to live a life with closed windows I'm, I'm going to kneel And the Bible says he was upstairs raise your right hand, repeat after me Our upper room even in Babylon God, God will favor me and give me an upper room. Don't forget in the upper room, Jesus had dinner, last supper. In the upper room, the Holy Spirit came down. In the upper room, the prophet Elisha, and the my woman. Upper rooms are places of great demonstrations of God's power. Upper room, what, what am I saying? Look at me. God did not make you for the basement, baby. God did not save you, deliver you, and heal you for you to be in the proverbial basement of life. God made you, anointed you, favored, redeemed you, regenerated you for you to occupy the upper room. Even in Babylon, you're still in the upper room. I don't know if you're getting this. Even in Babylon, you're still in the upper room. And he knelt and he knelt and he knelt and he knelt, and he, knelt. He, knelt and he opened up and he opened. opened up the window. And he did what? And he, and he prayed towards where? What was Jerusalem? What was Jerusalem? Jerusalem was his destiny. That's home. No, you missed it. He didn't pray just generically. It's not dear little baby Jesus. Bless me. He prayed looking. We're going back there. We're going back there. That's, that's destiny. We're, we weren't made to be in Babylon. We were made to Jerusalem. So I am praying towards my destiny. I am praying with destiny in mind. I am praying not some of y'all stuck praying with your past. Praying where you went through instead of praying where you're going to. You gotta stop this backwards praying. You gotta stop praying about what you went through and start praying according to where you're going to. Now you missed it. You need to open up your mouth and pray towards Jerusalem. Are you with me right now? Stop praying about Egypt, you're no longer in Egypt. you know what's crazy? He didn't even pray about Babylon. He was in Babylon. He could have said, God, take me out of here. He could have focused 30 minutes of prayer, Babylon, 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 but he did not He prayed Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. I need you to get over the hell you're going through and start praying to the heaven you're going to. Pray facing Jerusalem. Pray facing your destiny. Pray facing your dream. It's Jerusalem you got to pray, aiming towards Jerusalem. If you're getting this, raise your hand. If you're not getting it, fake it and raise your other hand. No more closed-window believers. I'm going to tell you what Paul said. I refuse to be ashamed of sharing this wonderful message of God's liberating power, unleashed in us through Christ. For I am thrilled to preach that everyone who believes is saved. The Jew first and then people everywhere. What about, what if you've been praying through a closed window? What if you've been prophesying through a closed window? It just hits the window and smacks you back. An open window is a prophetic metaphor for transparency and authenticity. For you not being ashamed of who you are in Christ and who Christ is in you. This is the gospel message. And even in Babylon, let people know who you believe in. Um, If you're getting this, raise one hand. Let Let me finish this right now. Open-window believers inspire others to pray. Open-window people don't care what others think. Open-window prayer warriors do not vacillate based on opinion. Christians are not driven by opinion. They are driven by conviction. Christians are not driven by comments. They are driven by covenant. Christians are not motivated by praise or criticism. Christians are driven by grace and love. So he prayed with an open window. God is telling you, open up your window. Open up your window. Pray towards your destiny. Don't even focus on Babylon. Focus on Jerusalem. Don't focus on what you're going through right now. Focus on where God is taking you to. Focus on his promises, not the problem. Again, God speaks to your destiny in the midst of your drama. You want God to deal with your drama and he wants to just right reinvigorate your destiny. He speaks to purpose. In spite of you, he'll go over the drama and he'll speak to you. By the way, he did this. This is what happened. Let me finish here. Aha! Uh-huh. Got you praying. Take out your iPhone. <laughs> text the pick. How do you spell Darius again? D-A-R. Boom. Darius, what's this? Text, text. It's your boy Daniel, your favored one. Your favorite boy, he's praying with an open window. He's praying, and it wasn't to you. Pooh, <laughs> Get him. The king, but that's Daniel. He's my boy. You made a law. Text back. And the law says, the law says, you can't change your own law. Read it. I'm not making it up. Read it. He actually says that. It says, And they told the king, because the king said, but that's Daniel, he's my boy. And they said, aha, but the law says the king can't change his own law. So then the king says, oh, I'm obligated. Put him in the lion's den. And then he says something crazy. Seal the stone, seal, put a. They put him in the lion's den, and they seal the stone. Put my seal on it. My seal means no one can touch it. I'm going to drop the mic. This. Watch this. The haters were happy. Darius is going, but he's my boy, but I got I to apply the law. Put him in there. They took Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. They put him in the den. So here the Bible says they closed the den. Watch this. In the same chapter, Daniel had an open window. And there was a sealed den. You missed it. One moment he's going through an open window. The next moment he's in a den that's sealed. A closed den. But he never changes. I'm going to say that one more time. The same Daniel of the open window is the same Daniel of the sealed den. No, you missed it. The same He was a prophet when the window was open and he was a prophet when the den was sealed. He was blessed when the window was open and he was blessed when the den was sealed. Are you with me right now? (laughs) He was favored in the upper room penthouse on Park Avenue, Babylon. And he was still favored when a bunch of lions are surrounding him and the, the den was sealed. This is it. This is the last point I promise. What? This is the fun part. You've never heard this before. Watch this. Revelation. Get, you've never heard this before. Guess who prayed Daniel out of his den? The same king. Now, I'm going to show you something. In the month of January, in this church, and in the thousands of churches around the world, Every January, every year, people in the church engage in a what fast? Because Daniel's known for his revelation and his fasting. What does Darius do to pray to get him out? The Bible says Darius fast. You missed it. The king of Babylon was doing what Daniel did. The same one that put him in there is now fasting to get him out of there. No, I don't know if you're getting this. God favors you so much that the same people that try to hold you down are the same people that are gonna end up praying you out. That's the favor of Almighty God. The same people will pray you out. They're gonna pray you out. They're not gonna curse you. They're gonna bless you. Are you ready to see Darius pray over you? Are you ready to see Darius fast for you? Stand with me. You are standing. Those your not standing. Darius fasted and prayed. Read it. He fasted and prayed. Look, then the king returned to his palace. Then he spent the night fasting. He refused. His usual entertainment. No Netflix that night. He fasted. He fasted the king. Daniel. This, I don't know if you're getting this. He, he, he. If. Daniel. If God did it for Daniel when he fasted. Right. God will do it for me. Daniel you have showed me what it is to fast yeah. you showed me what it is to pray I'm going to do what you did in order to receive what you receive I'm here to prophesy to you that your friends your family members and even your haters are going to say I'm going to do what you did I'm going to pray the way you prayed I'm going to praise the way you praise. I'm going to believe the way you believe and I'm going to see what you saw now watch this we're done. We're done. Because even in Babylon, when the windows are open, when, you, when you're when you an open window believer, when you're an open window believer, your character speaks louder than your words. Your integrity outshines. It is of such degree that even your haters start to imitate you. morning this happened, I gotta, gotta land this, watch this, watch this, the next, I'm about, I'm, I'm, I'm like seconds away from going into an old school run right here, because it's crazy, the next morning the, ma- the king stops, you, you you, getting this Pastor Ava, are you getting this, Darius fasted for Daniel, Daniel will be fasted, for, but now he flips it, so the next morning, the next morning, the next morning, he gets up, his iPhone turns on, bah, bah, bah. he turns on, he goes out, for he comes down. Daniel! And on the other side of the stone, he hears this. Long live the king! There's a couple things. First of all, Darius, Darius, my boy's alive. My boy's alive. Second, his haters are going to die. Number three, my prayer worked. No, no, he, how do I know that? Because he says it. He says, I pray to the God of Daniel. From now on, the whole world needs to know that's the real God. That's the actual God. That's the living God. There is no other God but that God. Are you with me right now? When he says, long live the king, he's saying, I am here. I survived the lions. Listen, if you hear a preacher say, That he knows for certain what happened in the lion's den. He's making that up. Because we don't know. No cameras. No FaceTime. No Facebook Live. What I do know is this for certain. Imagine Daniel lions. Daniel full of God's purpose. Daniel knew the word because he quoted the word. He referenced the word. In the book of Genesis, the Bible says that he gave man dominion over all the animals. So Daniel knowing the word, just the lions could be the lions, but Daniel looking straight forward going, I don't know about you, but I know that I have dominion over you. Don't let the things that God has given you dominion over dictate your joy, your peace, and your destiny. I need somebody right now to shout dominion. No, not shout it like you believe it. Say dominion. I dare you to go like this. I have dominion. In Jesus, I have dominion. We're done. We're done. If you heard from heaven today, raise your hand. The open window, the windows are for those, for those. The windows are for those that are willing and are able to carry the favor of God even in the midst of Babylonian captivity. The windows are for those that understand that who you are is greater than where you are. The window number three is for those that are willing to open up that window and kneel down because your substance is greater than your style. The window is for those that are willing to pray towards Jerusalem. Yeah. Towards your destiny. Yeah. Focusing on what God has before you, not behind you. Yeah. Not even, you don't even pray according to your now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Today you should be praying looking towards tomorrow. Yeah. Do you know Jesus said, you don't even have to worry about these things. I got these. Look up here, look up here. I'm done, I'm done, i done. I really am done. But look up here. <laughs> Somebody tell me, what did the king put on the rock? Seal. And it emphasizes, so when you do the Hebrew, it's pretty solid that he put that seal and it was solid. Like, you can't break the seal. of Revelation they cried out and they asked who is worthy of opening the seal guess who it was do you think it's a coincidence that the seal of Daniel 6 in Revelation when the seal was mentioned all of a sudden It's the lion of the tribe of Judah. (laughs) No, you missed it. The lion inside of you is greater than the lions outside of you. Are you with me right now? Jesus is not just a lamb. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. The lion inside of you is greater than the lions outside of you. Matter of fact, if you believe that, let me hear you roar. Let me hear you shout. Let me hear you pray. Let me hear you get going a victory sound of worship. Because he's the one worthy of opening the seal. Lift up your hands. Lord, you gave me this word for your children, and you told me and convicted even me to make sure that we don't live a life of just appearances where people can see us, but they can't hear the grace and the gift and the glory inside of us. Lord, help us open up our windows. We don't want to be ashamed in any way, form or shame. We don't want to be Sunday Christians we don't want to live like heaven on Sunday and live like hell Monday through Saturday. We want to live constantly with our windows open. I just don't want people to see me. I want people to hear me. Father, there are people here right now who literally are going through their Babylon you're reminding them through your Holy Spirit right now that even in Babylon, they are favored. Even in Babylon, you love them. Even in Babylon, there's a a penthouse, an upper room. Even in Babylon, they will have authority over the things. The things that would try to reign over them will be underneath them. Even in Babylon, and you're telling people here right now and those listening online around the world, you're telling people right now, pray towards Jerusalem. Pray, looking, and focusing on your destiny, on your Christ-ordained destiny. It's not about you. It's about Christ's purpose in you, with you, and through you. It's about you walking out what he has placed you on this planet for, giving him all the glory throughout the way, shining his light, his love, his glory, healing a broken world. So, Lord, we receive this. If you receive this, raise your right hand and say, I receive this word. I receive this word. From this moment on, I will be an open window believer. Never again will I close my window. From now on, my window is open, believing in the name of Jesus that the lion inside of me is greater than all the lions outside of me. In Jesus' name, give God one more shout of praise if you can.